Power to Change Ministry podcast, and my name is Reverend Lewis, and I will be your host for today. I pray that you have had a wonderful time in the Lord this week, and that he has shown you something that you have never seen about him, and that you are grateful for the presence of God in your life, and the love that God shows you each and every day by allowing you to have another chance at getting it right, of serving him and letting him get the glory out of your life. So today what we're going to do, we're going to look at Romans chapter 2 verses 11 through 16. And the title of this teaching will be, All is Condemned Without Jesus. So we hope that this lesson will be an asset to your walk with the Lord so that you can be all that the Lord has, uh, what he intended that you would be when he created you. So without further ado, let's... uh, Start with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for your power and your might. We thank you, Father God, for your compassion. We thank you for your continued mercy. We thank you for your son, Jesus the Christ, being being condemned for us But because of the power of you, my Lord, you have raised him from the dead and given him all power in his hand. And Father God, because you don't want anybody to perish, you give us access to that power that you have given your son, Jesus, your only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And we want to thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for thinking of us and not allowing us to perish. Help us, Father God, to appreciate what you have done for us and what you continue to do for us each and every day. Lord, I believe that you have heard this prayer. I believe it by faith and in the name of Jesus, I call it all done. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the Power to Change Ministry podcast. And my name is Reverend Alvin Lewis, and uh, I will be your host for today. Um, I hope that you are having an amazing day as I am having. I am so grateful to God for what he is continuously doing in and through my life and the things that he showed me through the situations that I find myself in. I noticed that if you were to pay attention to what God is doing in whatever situation that you're in, that you can see him and and you can learn from that moment Rather than if it is a situation that is uncomfortable, focusing on the situation, which will cause a response from the flesh 
and then you won't be able to see anything in the spirit. So it is a, it is a, uh, the focus is to see what God is doing at all times. Why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing right now? He told us that in all thy ways acknowledge him and he's going to direct our path. And because we serve a God that is not a liar, we can trust and believe in his word and know that if that's what he says he's going to do, then that is exactly what is going to happen. So I'm just so grateful that I'm growing to trust God even more each and every day of my life and that I am grateful for the faith that he has given me so that I'm able to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And I can't, I don't get frightened when I have to deal with a situation that may be uncomfortable. So what we're going to do, we're going to read in its entirety the, uh, the scripture of observation, which is Romans chapter 2, verses 11 through 16. And then we're going to look at um, several verses um, together so that we can we can glean some of the the nutrients to, for our spirit out of this word. Now Romans chapter 2 verse 11 it says for there is no respect of person with God for as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So what we want to look at, we want to look at verse 11. And it says that for there is no respect of person with God. When we look at the no respect of person, according to this scripture here, we're looking at um, with Paul writing to the Roman church. And you have Jews and you have Gentiles that are in that location. And you have those who have the law, which is the Jews, which is the law of Moses, which was given given to him by God, would think that they have everything all sealed up and that they don't have to do anything else other than what they're doing, which is believing in the law, that the believing in Jesus 
is not necessary is keeping the law is what is necessary to them so they figured that everything is good then you have the gentiles who did not receive the law of moses but god has given them um information or understanding in their hearts and on their conscience so therefore that god he he does not uh discriminate he is not a god that separate people because of legalities that we are in christ because of grace and grace is extended for everybody it says that whosoever believeth you know, in John 3, 16, it said, whosoever believeth would not perish. So that means that everybody is um, included. So Jesus came to tear down the partition of division. And you will know that, that when he came here, he came for the whole world so that no one would have to experience the wrath of God. He came to be condemned for us he came to take on the consequences of the sin of our actions of being sinners and to pay the price so that we can live according to the will of God now no respect the person says another truth concerning the judgment of God is that it is without respect the person in human, in human courts of law, preference is shown to the good-looking, wealthy, and influential, but God is strictly impartial. No consideration of race, place, or face will ever influence him. Now, we are all God's creation. We just may happen to live in different locations. We may have a different experience with God. We may speak a different language. We may have a different culture. Um, but God loves all of his creation. And that is a wonderful thing, that God doesn't treat us the way we treat each other, that he is concerned about everybody and that nobody will be left out despite what their experience or what uh, um, legality they have to adhere to according to the, the the whole plan of God as God used the Jewish for that purpose of the of the law which was a schoolmaster to teach us the boundaries and show us where we're in error as well as grafting us in through Jesus the Christ which is the Gentiles bringing us in but also bringing the Jews as well so no one would be left out now, Colossians chapter 3, verses 24 and 25, it says, Knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect the person. So we find here that God, he is fair. There's nothing... Uh, that indicates that I will be discriminated against because I don't have any money or I will be discriminated against because of my zip code or maybe I will be discriminated against because of my gender, you know, or, or, or whatever sin that I may have 
found myself exercising in my life. All of it is sin. None of it is, is acceptable to God and none is worse than the other. You know, it, it is all it separates us from the presence of God. But we must understand that when I give my life back over to the Lord, I'm giving my life back over to the Lord for him to control it however he desires. I no longer can commit the sins that I was doing or God will separate from me. He will allow me to have it. You know what I mean? Turn me over to a reprobate mind. Basically turn me back over to myself so that I can do whatever I want, have I want to do it. And then I'll have to pay the price at the end of the day because nobody will be exempt. If, if a Jew commit a crime and if they're doing something against the law and the will of God, they have to pay just like me, you know, a Gentile. Now, Romans 12 through 14. It says, for as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. So with a Gentile. We technically didn't have the law. It wasn't given to us. I mean, we have access to it now, but it wasn't given to us during the time when when the, when the when the word was being recorded. So, but God is is so powerful. He he is letting us know that we would we would uh uh perish without the law. And not necessarily he will judge us on it, but because there will be an opportunity for us to give our life back to the Lord, but we would perish, you know. So that would be on the on the well, that's a judgment that would be on the wrong side of a of a healthy relationship with our father, which is in heaven. So we won't be exempt. Because you say, oh, well, that law is not for me. I didn't have the law at the time. But God has a way of giving us an understanding. Because remember, he created us. And it was because of his breath of life that came into us that we became a living soul. There are things about us that have an understanding of who the creator is. Now, it is our will that gets in the way where we want to control our life the way we want to control our life. And God, he gives us a free, he gives us a, the ability to do such. But there is indicators in our being that will remind us of what right and wrong is. Now, we may ignore it. We may not want to hear it. We, we may uh, find ourselves where we, um, um, we, we will be uh, hardened of heart or, uh, or impotent where we don't want to repent. You know, we, we want to argue our case that God is wrong and that, that we are right, you know. And as it says here, for as many have sinned without the law, that's the Gentiles, also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law, that's the Jews, shall be judged by the law because they have the law. But there's no one with an excuse to sin. There's no one with an excuse to say that what I'm doing is correct. 
it's never correct. God, his way is correct, and he has made it so that he'll show us here that it is correct. And there's nothing that we can do that is, in, that is outside of the will of God that we can justify that it is all right to do. So God, God is in control. We still belong to him. Even though we may find ourselves acting in a way that we don't belong to him. But at the end of the day and when everything is said and done, he will judge his creation. And that is us. And, you know, and that that he, he will not allow us to get away with it. And he always gives us an opportunity to get back in the right relationship with him. According to the period of time that he has allocated for us to live in the, on this earth. So so God, he, he is compassionate. He don't want us to perish. He always gives us a way out, but it's up to us to take it. Now, the mere possession of the law is not enough. The law demands perfect and ten continuous obedience. Now, no one is counted righteous simply because he knows what the law says. The only conceivable way of obtaining justification under the law would be to keep it in its entirety. But since all men are sinners, it is impossible for them to do this. So our brothers and sisters, uh, Jewish brothers and sisters, they can't do that. They cannot self be self-justified by their actions. We, we, cannot, we cannot get salvation through works. But when we are saved, we will be doing work that is of a righteous nature. But it is not the work per se that get us to be saved. It is the work of Jesus the Christ on the cross and only that work, you know, that satisfies the law in its entirety and continually. Because when he finished his work on the cross, it is done. He is sitting right now at the, at the right hand of the father. And, and, and he is an advocate for us so that there's no other sacrifice that needs to be given. So the justification of us being saved, sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost is through Jesus. So without Jesus, we are condemned and nobody is exempt. Now, let's look at justify. Justify is to declare, pronounce one to be just righteous or such as he ought to be only through through Jesus the Christ can we obtain the justification that we need to get back in the right relationship with our father which is in heaven because if not we will find that we will be condemned and we will have to we will perish and we will have to deal with the wrath of God now, I've said this in time past, I do not want to deal with the wrath of God. That is something that I cannot handle, you know, and I, I know you can't handle it either, but I'm just telling you that I can't handle it. So I must surrender to the will of the Lord by accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and maintaining my position in Christ by following the instructions of, of, of my father through his word and the assistance 
of the Holy Spirit. I'm allowing myself to be kept. I do not want to cause any problems with my father as he's trying to keep me from having to having to deal with his wrath and from perishing, perishing. Now, Acts 13 and 39, it says, and by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So we find that that God, he is giving us the understanding that we need. See, uh, God says that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. What we need to know, we don't know. And we'll perish because of that. You know, so in his word, it is so very important that you become familiar with his word for yourself. That you go in your Bible and you read. Now, if, if you don't have a Bible, a study Bible, you know, one that has commentary and, and gives you uh, um, other scripture that you can look at, you know, so that you can pray over it and and. And you and you can seek God, you seeking God and you petitioning him and you looking for and asking for wisdom, knowledge and understanding of what he is saying to you. Now, here in Romans 2, 14, it says, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law. These having not the law are a law unto themselves. And you see here, God, he has a way that he you you cannot say that you don't know. Now, it may not be as clear as it will become as you continue to walk with the Lord. But the introduction is made. And, and you have an understanding that there is more to life than what you may have been doing as a sinner you know there there is something else here a something a power a force a love that wants to invite you into another way of being so as a gentile he says by nature you know just like some will say that there's no god but how can there not be a god when you look at each day it is unique and you see that the sun, without a hitch, it comes up and it goes down. You you know the wind blow, the rain comes down. Birds they do they know exactly what to do. Rabbits, squirrels, you know. And I know some have some technical answer for it, and that's okay because I'm going to accept the faith answer because I'm going to trust God. You know, and I'm going to believe that the even the technical answer that has been received, if it was not for God giving them the ability to comprehend what he has done, they wouldn't have that answer. They wouldn't even know that, that we would be totally ignorant. But because of the love of God, he has given us access. And for us as believers, we get the Holy Spirit and it gives us access to understand his word so that now we can grow according to the will of God and we can walk according to the will of God and we can glorify him with our life and we are, we become the servant of God that he has called us to be. Because sometimes we think that God works for us. God don't work for me. I work for God, you know, and 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 it is it is through my uh, working for Him 
and and allowing him to use me however he chooses to use me is what gets me the blessings from him. You know, I, I just let God, I turn my life over to him and let him do whatever it is that he want to do. However he wants to navigate with the things that he wants me to do. Sometimes, I, I mean, I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust him because I know that I cannot make it without him. And I know that that if if I didn't have Jesus or if Jesus never came, I would be condemned. I would perish. You know what I mean? I would have to deal with the wrath of God. I, I, I would not be experiencing the love of God. I would not be excited about a new day, you know, uh, or, or eternity for that matter. You know, I, I, it just would not be there for me. So I am so grateful that God saw fit to give me an understanding of who he is and what what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Now, in verse 15 and 16 of of Romans chapter 2, it says, it says, which show show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience, also bearing witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel, the good news, okay, of Jesus the Christ coming. Now, we find here in your conscience. Now, conscience functions as a personal sense of one's conduct, character, or intentions. It can hold the role of a moral monitor, witness, judge, and guide. Now, we find that when you look at, um, I know for me, when I do something or maybe I'm about to do something that is not right, my conscience is saying, you know, you, you're not supposed to do that, you know, you know, and, and, and that's, that's not the way to go about that. And if you do that, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's not going to work well for you. Now, understand, some things you do in life, I'm sorry, don't work. With human beings, that is. They, it, it's, it's always remembered. And you may damage something that cannot be repaired only because the other person don't want it repaired. It's not that God can't repair it because if everybody embraced the will of God and do it his way, it will be repaired. But sometimes people don't want it repaired. They want to hold you, hold you to the fire on what you said you did, you know, and, and they want to continually remind you of what happened. And, and that's okay. But in my conscience and through that situation, I will learn something from that. Now, hopefully I don't have to go through that that process, but say I do. I will my conscience will remind me when I run into that situation again and tell me that um, remember what happened the last time. You know, things didn't work out that way, the way you thought it was going to work out. You made a mess over there. And see, it's very it's so it is so important that you are honest with yourself. 
Stop trying to. I've I've had a pastor one time. He said, "You you you're so heavenly high that you're no earthly good," meaning that you 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 think that you way up here somewhere in in in, in glory, and and that everything that happens in time is beneath you, or 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 and you don't have to deal with it, or or nothing that I do is wrong because I'm so heavenly high, and that's not true. See, when I'm a servant of God, I have to make sure that I represent him properly. And the only way that I can represent him properly is if I know, by, without a shadow of a doubt, that I love him. And if I love him, I'm going to follow his commandments and his instructions. I'm going to do what's going to make him look good because that's my aim. Not for me to look good, for, but for him to look good. But if I do what is needed for him to look good, then I will look good. I will definitely look good in his eyes, but not necessarily in the eyes of the people that I may be doing what I'm doing. Because sometimes people just don't want you to look good. They don't they they want to find a way to stain who you are. And that's okay because I understand that. But my witness is not damaged because I know that I'm doing what the will of God would have me to do. I know that I'm not trying to live a life where I am trying to be self-justified or self-righteous. I am doing it according to the will of God because I don't want to be condemned. And I know that I need Jesus to Christ. The only way, the door that our Father which is in heaven has given us Jews and Gentiles, because there's no respect to person that we can all come through and, and we can receive the forgiveness of our sins. And we can collectively reside in Christ, the anointed place, the appointed place that God would have us, the place of strength and power, the place where all of the righteous work will get done, where all of the servants of God will have their residence. You see, so when you understand that you are a servant of God, and that God will provide all of your needs. And what we really need is to be forgiven for our sins. Yes, there's things that we need in this earth and, and it has been amplified, you know, that we need we need money, we need this, we need that, you know. And yes, we do need those things, but not to the level of what God of what God uh, intended, you know, when he created us. We, we have made all of these temple things in this world to be more than what they supposed to be. We kill one another. We, 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 did, we, we, we do things to assassinate each other's character. We, we will do anything for this temporal stuff in this world. And see, what we can learn from Jesus is that Jesus didn't come so that the temporal stuff could be saved. He, he didn't come so the temporal stuff could have abundant life, but he came so that the creation of God in, in the form of his image and likeness, which is us, the human beings, would be saved and we would have abundant life. And because we are the managers of the things of God's creation, then the world would 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 be in the benefit of having a different 
mindset, an eternal mindset, a different human being that would be in control. So now we wouldn't have to worry about the pollution. We wouldn't have to worry about the endangered species because we wouldn't be functioning according to greed, you know what I mean, and, and selfishness. But we would, be, we would be working and doing the will of God because we are the servant of God and we will be following the instructions of our Father which is in heaven. So I, I just want you to understand that this message today, it, it, it just, we, we, we're in a place in this world where there's a lot of different things going on, political, as well as uh, uh, financially and, 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 and spiritually with, with, with the church. So, but I'm not going to go through the items, but I just need you to understand that we are the redeemed the redeemed God, he he redeemed us back from the dead, spiritually deaf, when we were became sinners through Adam's decision that he wanted to be self-reliant. But and, and he didn't want to be dependent on God anymore. So when he when God saw and he gave us a way to get back in the right relationship with him, we now are sons and daughters. But we also take on the role as servants. God, we work for him. He does not work for us. This is his world he created. In Genesis 1, God created the heaven and the earth. He created it. We didn't do this. This is not the, the work of our hands. We can't take credit for it. And we definitely need to stop destroying it. We need to, st we need to stop destroying the earth. We need to stop destroying ourselves. We need to stop destroying relationships with each other just because we are different. You know, but God know that we are different, but we are the same. You know, there's nobody that I know, you know, that doesn't come in the world the same way and they leave out the same way. You know, yeah, all right. E even if you do the, uh, uh, the the injection of the sperm, you know, there's still there's a birth. You know, the woman is needed. There's a birth. The man is needed because the eggs, the, he is needed. So we find and everybody dies. We go back to the earth from which we came. If we were to understand that and understand that all is condemned without Jesus, we can come together and this can be a better experience in time. It won't be a permanent experience, but it but it will be a good experience as we go on for a better experience in eternity. So as I close today. I hope that this message will be instrumental in your understanding of who God is and what is expected of you, what God brings to the table through Jesus the Christ, and how he is blessing us each and every day of our lives, and, and that there's nothing that we can do on our own um, that will be sufficient and acceptable to God that we need to be uh, led by the Holy Spirit and that we need to be grateful that God is thoughtful about us, that we're on his mind because we made our decision in Adam. Anytime you make a choice, it's yours. That's what you get. You get what's coming to you. 
But God, he, he because of the love of God, he, his love is totally different than ours. You know, he, he is willing to forgive and restore. You know, and he doesn't forgive us and then, all right, keep you at bay. And sometimes with our human relationships, that's what we must do because it just it, it will return. It's hard. It is a challenge, you know, but with God and in Christ, I could do all things. And that is the place that you need to be so that you can live your life so that you will not be condemned, that you will be in Christ and God will see the, the completed work of Jesus the Christ when he see you, when he and, and now you will become one who is the recipient of with the ability to produce righteous fruit, to do righteous work in this world. And that will glorify our Father which is in heaven. Now, God isn't a respect of person. And Romans 22 and 23, it says, even the righteous of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the only and the only solution that we have for sin is accepting Jesus the Christ as our Lord and Savior. He is the justifier of us all. So do not allow the physical government and the laws that they may pass to trick you to think that I can continue to sin because the government says that it's all right. There is another government and there is another king, a ruler of all, which is Jesus. And we must follow the instructions of our father, which is in heaven through his word, as we, we get the understanding through the Holy Spirit so that we can do the things that God will be pleased with and we don't have to perish. Just remember, all is condemned without Jesus. And we must walk by faith and not by sight. Also, don't live just to be blessed. Live to be a blessing. We're serving the will of God. We're helping God to uh, get the good news out about Jesus the Christ. So we have an assignment to do. We must live right. We must understand who God is and we must desire to have a relationship with him above all relationships. And when we do that, we will find out that our life will be something that we only uh, could have imagined that it would be. And in some cases, we didn't even think of that. So go in peace. Enjoy your day. And remember, God loves us more than we can love ourselves. God bless you. And God willing, we'll see you again next week.